London, January 1790. Curtain rises. Prologue. A riot. Reader, you were set to embark on an adventure about one hidden treasure, two bare-knuckle boxes, three enemies and 438 rioters. It is told by an ignorant and prejudiced author, me. My name is Cat Royal, though how I came to be called this I will explain later. For the moment I will start with the riot, for that was where the story really began. It was the opening night of Mr Salter's new play, The Mad Father. I sat, as usual, curled up behind a curtain in the manager's box, watching the audience as much as I watched the stage. I love a full house. There is always so much to see. The vast auditorium was packed. All London was there, from the flash dandies in the pit to the eight nearlets high up in the gods. Candles blazed in the chandeliers, catching on the jewels and polished fans of the ladies in the boxes. It was a gorgeous display. Tonight, the mood of the crowd was dangerous. There was a low buzz in the room, like a hive of angry bees threatening to swarm. The theatre owner, Mr Sheridan, was sitting hunched over the box rail, looking like thunder. In the candlelight, the red flush across his face burned brighter than ever. His dark eyes glinted. I am never quite sure what he is thinking, but I guess that this evening he must be feeling very foolish. In my humble opinion, it had been a mad idea for him to agree to put the play on in the first place, but even I didn't dare mention this to him. I'd seen it in rehearsal, an arsy-varsy affair, not a patch on Mr Sheridan's own comedies, which were guaranteed to have the audience in fits of laughter. Mr Salter's play, by contrast, was not worth a fart. Prejudiced though I was against it, I was alarmed to see that the gentlemen of the pit were exceedingly bored after the first act. Mr Kemble, our leading actor, had to struggle against a hostile shower of orange peel. I could tell it would not be long before a more dangerous rain of bottles and rotten vegetables would fall. Some of the audience were climbing over the benches in an attempt to reach the full stage. Leading the vanguard was filed Jonas Miller from the lawyer's office across the road. You should know, reader, that he is a real hog-grubber, that one. He thinks so highly of his own taste that he believes he has a right to praise or damn a play by forcing the actors off the stage. Ducking out of the shadows of the box, I filched Mr Sheridan's opera glasses from his hand and took a swift look at the other parts of the house.